Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansoor, and I'm joined, as always, by my... Well, I'm really jealous of that shirt. Co-host, Alexander Volt, say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. Uh, it's usually a new discography per episode, except in cases like this where we decide to take a little detour, do something a little bit different and themed. And uh, it's almost this one's basically a little bit of a reflection on our long time doing this show we're doing our five picks for the the most rated overrated albums we've covered and we've covered a lot, a lot. we've covered lot. we've covered hundreds of albums we could probably do a part two to this one. Oh, this is yeah this was very difficult for me to net to to narrow down my top five because i have a lot i <laughs> it took me a second I went with this the first five that I thought of. I listed all the ones that I felt strongly about and had and to really sit with which ones I thought were the most. Mm-hmm. And for a variety of reasons, we took this this uh, this show episode title theme suggestion from our Patreon, uh, or more accurately from our Discord. Uh, if you join the Patreon, you can be a part of the little Discord community, and, and they threw out a bunch of themes for us, things they'd like us to talk about. And one of them was our most overrated albums, or what we feel. Mm-hmm. is the most overrated and uh yeah this is gonna piss off anybody watching probably this is mostly for our people if you if you find these humorous or you agree with them in some weird way hang out with us if you don't you're free to talk shit in the comments i don't care i don't know who you are and you mean nothing to my <laughs> life but i'm glad you're watching <laughs> also uh what i really mean by by overrated it's like i think uh, out of my of uh, my entire list not a single album on my list I gave wars to um, in the ep- in the respective episode. And most of them, I think, are actually good albums. It's just that they're so fucking overrated that mm. I can't stomach it. I can't even bear it. Some of them I think I gave best to. It's just I can't I, bear how... Yeah. I, I may have <laughs> given some of these best in relation to what... Else was The there. band was putting out, but... um. Yeah, I went for albums that, you know, are usually included on like, you know, top 200 albums of all time, yeah. albums you need to hear before you die. Yep. I think all my picks are like beloved. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, mine mine as well. Beloved, yeah. but one thing that I know it's not all of them, but it's most of them. Uh the the thing they have in common is when they came out they weren't so popular, and then retroactively or retrospectively, perfect scores across the board. Almost every entry on my list has that, and that is what we like to call in the biz an overcorrection. Mm. Just because something wasn't appreciated to the way it should have been when it came out doesn't mean it's perfect and <laughs> like needs to be blown endlessly for the next thirty years. It's just insane. Like just, just be. Just be honest here, right? What what the hell is this album? How good is it really? Yeah, according to our our tastes, um, not really a surprise. Uh, most of mine are soft rock and folk driven. I you're not a fan of the soft. You're you're a fan of soft, but you're not a fan of that kind of soft. You're not a fan of folk. The things on my list, yeah, I'm. I, I made it an effort to not pick things that I already know I dislike. There was some stuff where I'm like, oh, I, I thought about maybe putting in that effort. I was like, I don't give a shit. I missed. <laughs> I, there's so many words like, oh, that's super overrated and I hate it. But 
it's not as overrated as this other thing that I kind of like. Oh man, you like? I take because yeah. like I I like <laughs> I appreciate the art for what it is all yeah. across the board. Things that people hate and things that people like. Uh, I've been I've been a part of the of the masses and the mob where I'm like. The Laws, the Laws, that album by The Laws is fucking incredible. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I fucking love it. And I'm also the guy who says, eh, go fuck yourself. The fucking System of Down isn't that great. Although I do like them. I yeah. don't think they're the fucking greatest thing ever. I think that's anyone who listens to a lot of music. Like, yeah. again, going back to these, like, lists that are, like, you know, essential albums you should hear before. There is no way any person agrees with every single... No, and nor should you, because art is subjective, and if we all agreed, life would be shitty and boring. So, please, I don't care if you don't agree with us. That's the point. Man, how much shittier of a show would we have here if we just regurgitated the fucking... I mean, good Lord. That's what? why we just covered God last week, which no one in the world has heard of and no one in the world wants to hear. <laughs> it's great, though. Listen to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have our five picks. We might as well start uh, counting down. You got you got them ranked, baby? Um, <laughs> yeah, I can see you put some real thought into this. Actually, yeah, yeah, I do. Are we? Uh, yeah, we're going from like least, least offensive to, to most, most offensive. offensive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, why don't you why don't you kick it off? Yeah, uh, fuck it. Let's uh, let's kick it off with um something that'll piss off Mike. Uh, Captain Beefheart's oh, Trout Mask replica. You're out of your fucking mind. Came out 1969, episode 10, Captain Beefheart. The first the first episode that we had my brother on. Look, I brilliant album. I like noisy weird stuff. <laughs> so brilliant. You're out of your fucking mind. I. Th- <laughs> And for years, I keep thinking one day this album will make sense to me. It, it's never gonna. I, I've given up. I've given up. <laughs> so many great songs on it. Trying to accept this album, it's to me, it's a fucking mess. Not in a good way. Oh my god, you're out of your mind. I don't give a fuck. Which is why we're doing this. Oh my god. I knew we I would think, fight on this episode, but holy shit. You're starting it out with Beefheart? How dare you? In a way, <laughs> that's the least. That's the... I, he was. He's not number one. <laughs> he's not number I one. guess he's not number one. Yeah, so... Yeah, it is, you know, considered this avant-garde masterpiece. masterpiece yes. R- very much like Mike was saying. I... I, I it's, I don't think it's his best album, though. Where they, it's like retroactively, you know, viewed as this big thing. And to me, I think he has more interesting songs. I think he has better albums. Like on that episode, uh, you gave it worst, and my brother gave it best because I mean, he's the one who introduced me to Beefheart when I was yeah. a kid. I bonded with my weird boomer teachers with Beefheart when I was a child because like, I was exposed to all this crazy music. It was a big, important part of my life. And going back to it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. It's not for most people. Mm-hmm. It, literally each member is like playing a different song at the same time with each other Yes, in, on multiple occasions on that album. And, but some of the songs are just sheer brilliance. I, but I still don't think it's their best. I, I, I think I gave, um, bad chain puller best, like, which wasn't, it was shelved and then it was re-released years later. Um, which I think is, that's an well, incredible album. There you go. I don't even feel like that picks that bad. Then It's, pretty bad it's a great album it's it's so good though it is beloved and i don't 
I don't fucking get it and I'll never get it. And so that's why it's number five. I've given up trying to enjoy this album. Fair enough, I guess. Oh, and it's so there's something about that album that that does give me warm feelings when as soon as I hear like the mm-hmm. opening of Frown Line, I'm like, ah, oh, here it is. I'm in, I'm in for a, just a, a little a nice little blanket of a, of nostalgia. And like, I don't know. I'm open to like Ornette Coleman or some wackier free jazz things, but this something about that album is not <laughs> it's not right to me. And it's it's for sure an inbred cousin of an album yeah it, it has that I mean, feel it's about fucking it beloved it's one of the most iconic album covers of all time you will see it on all the list ever so that's an interesting one too because it is you know looked at as this very legendary album but how many of these people actually enjoy this album is a good question because it is very hard to enjoy the, and i was a lot of hype uh, these days a lot of hype and that's also a problem but like i was exposed at, at an early enough age where I, I was just absorbing a bunch of weird music anyway mm-hmm. so it's just another weird thing it didn't feel that much weirder because i was already into zap when i was like seven years old so mm-hmm. Beefheart at 11 wasn't that bad mm-hmm. even even trout mask replica Beefheart. uh so i can't really judge it fairly of like well what does a normal person think about this what does a person who likes pleasant music <laughs> think and it, according to you fucking overrated and stinks i that's the thing i like abrasive noisy it's weird not, but stuff. it's not noisy well not really it's but just, i'm saying i'm kind yeah. of the target audience for it in a way yeah there is the we'll things that, i listen to i suppose so so but you're not a big zappa guy either though are you i have not given him the proper time of day i like like three albums and the rest is just an anomaly. You talking Zappa solo or mother's invention solo. Okay. Yeah. Zappa solo is far more kooky and goofy. Yeah. Mother's invention is goofy, but it's, I think you'll like that a lot more than Beefheart. Yeah. Those are, (laughs) I, I almost feel like a hypocrite being like, these aren't songs, especially coming off the God episode. Yeah. Uh, where that is very, deranged and has the yeah. the free jazz influences but well the the, the zappa stuff i'm like yeah those are those are songs <laughs> these are songs in your wild and unfounded defense which i will come to right now yeah, yeah. the way these songs were composed was absolute dog shit it was absolute yeah. horse, it was beefheart literally hammering away at a piano an instrument he didn't play mm-hmm. and then drummer john french decoding the recordings of this madman and turning them into songs. So it's really John French's album. Yeah. The drummer. Yes. <laughs> Which is insane and really impressive. But it's like, yeah, even the conception of it was insanely mentally ill and it, it yeah. shouldn't be. And that's why it sounds like multiple people playing different songs at once because they were. They were, yes. Uh, I, if it, and I know musicians hang their hat. If It's almost become like an orchestra thing for like avant-garde musicians where are just musicians in general. I think if they can like replicate these songs, live, it's ins- so. cause it's not just the technical ability of playing the difficult stuff. A lot of, um, cause I've been playing, I've been playing music for, you know, longer than I can, uh, I've been reading. So the things that become really difficult once you're like a seasoned musician, it's not that how tough this, arpeggio is or whatever it's 
how well can I keep in time this thing while there's madness around me? Mm -hmm. Like playing in time with something that is not the same time as you. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very tough because you're not listening. You're not listening to, you're not playing it like music. You're playing it like an equation. Mm -hmm. It's way tougher. So I could see how they would, that's how this album is looked at. Yeah. Uh, But even, even despite that, there are, because it's like 27 songs in the album or something like that. It's there like a st- double album. There are so many that are legitimately, you can't question, that is a great song. Ella Guru, great I, song. I Sugar can, and Spikes, great song. I can and will and I did. The, the, <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. Because I remember even on that, on that episode, you were like, it, there's a lot of great riffs on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Those songs, those were like, those, there's like a few a chunk of songs where they are playing the same thing. They're mm-hmm. not going ape shit with, you know, against each other. Uh, and those ones are undeniable, Alex. I'm denying them, but I Ugh. still rather listen to this than four other albums. So, Oh, all right. So Alex is, Oh, oh boy. My, my number five. Yeah. Fifth most overrated album that we've covered. License to ill by the beastie boys. Now I hate this album. This yes, is one of the, the few albums. I don't love all the albums on this list clearly to the the point where you thought that's all the beastie boys were before we did the podcast. Well, no, 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 no. I was a big fan of Paul's boutique way before for for years. But, uh, the reason I don't like that album, um, for one, it is the songs on that album are the ones everyone goes to. If everyone thinks of the beastie boys, they think of, Pfeiffer, you're, you're right. They think of Brown, girls, Smokey. Brown, they think of all these stupid, dorky, hokey, ridiculous songs that were, as confirmed by Rick Ruin himself, jokes. They were jokes. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's a fun album. It's a funny album. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's goo. These guys are just fucking around. They're just doing whatever they thought was funny. That's they, neat. But the Beastie Boys fucking rule. Yeah. Paul's Boutique is a fucking hip hop masterpiece. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I mean, my favorite album was, I forgot, what, I forgot the name of my fucking favorite album. Ill Communication. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't remember if I like that one more than Check Your Head. Both of those, I think, are as good as each other. Yeah. But, uh, they are kind of a one-two punch. They, 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 they complement each other well. Very much the same style. You could tell they were all writing this that type of song around that, mm-hmm. that two-year period. Whereas, you know, the stuff afterward and before, very different stuff. But even the stuff later on, I like... I don't love the last thing they did. Um, was a hot sauce committee part two. I don't, I don't yeah, love yeah. that so much, but everything else, even if I don't love the album, I still like a whole bunch of it. Uh, like, like hello nasty. has a bunch of shit that I don't like, but a lot of stuff that I did quite like license to ill sounds like none of it. It has nothing that they were good at. It's just a bunch of dorky, stupid party songs. And that is what everyone goes to. That is what everyone thinks of. And it, honestly, I don't know. I mean, they're yeah they're huge there's the, fucking gal- there's the galactic fucking intergalactic that's also a big song for sure but why are the songs on it <laughs> still so popular they stink fucking girls stinks i'm gonna say you know as a fan also because mike doesn't really love 80s hip-hop but are you kidding that's my love 80s hip-hop that's like well, i feel like you're more 90- you're more likely to hate like the like Eric, the like boom, like the earlier like boom bap, early like early nineties. Eric, is shit, yeah. Eric B, Boogie Down Productions. The they're more like. I'm not a big fan of Boogie Down, but yeah, but 
Um, I did like the like I like early hip hop and then uh, early to mid nineties. Like I, that's that's all the shit that I'm in love with. Um, yeah, I think as you know, it's it's a part of hip hop history because For sure. Def Jam is so revered or classic <laughs> Def Jam is. Yeah. I don't know what they do these days. Um. And then, yeah, like, you know, the BC boys became one of the, like, most eclectic hip-hop acts around. So it's this, like, this wrinkle in this, like, discography they have where it's, like, you have this this crazy thing that they did. I always get, is it the Dust Brothers or who did, uh, yeah, the Dust Brothers. So you have this... <clears throat> Thing of them being like frat punk rock guys then doing this like crazy soundscape with the dust brothers basically mastering samples in in one album and then like kind of becoming like an alternative rock band yeah. a little bit still still heavy on the hip-hop but there was and this thing when when they dabbled in the more rock stuff none of it felt that uh contrived or, or goofy whereas if you're right i i legitimately loathe that song i like, it's just a it's so fucking stupid <laughs> i don't i don't hate that album but like i don't know i think there's like neat samples on there um it probably wasn't the first album to sample um led zeppelin's when the levy breaks mm -hmm. but it was like the first album I noticed. So yeah, I'm a fan of the like Rick Rubin production. I mean, I'm not even like, it is like not even close. It's their most juvenile, stupid album. That So that's ultimately why, like, again, I don't, I don't like the album. I, just, I, I hate the album. That's not why I think it's overrated. It's because Paul's boutique people, the people who know, know, and there's a lot of people who know. There's a lot of people who know. But everyone else thinks of this. They think I, of Less Still. I think this is a, and I think it's because it, it was such an important album. It did really jumpstart hip hop. And because it was historically important, they go back to this as being the one. When really it's one of the worst. It's not the worst album. It's not the worst album. But I I think I do think it's a terrible album. <laughs> I think it's a fine, fine album if uh, you're a, a hip hop head and, you know, you like your your history and, you know, the the shit's played out for sure. I'm not I'm not trying to. Yeah. If you want hip hop history, Run DMC has has where it's at, dude. I mean, I'm not even just like, them, almost like, everyone else. You didn't like like Run, like the first few Run DMC. I, I like the first Run DMC album. I okay. didn't like the second one so much. Okay. Because again, that's bringing in the really dorky rock elements. Thanks, Rick Rubin. Although, thank you, Rick Rubin, for for everything else. Um, I guess I'm just not a big fan of Rick Rubin's blending of rock and hip hop, even though it was so important to yeah, making hip hop important. It, yeah, to that's me, redundant. it's a thing of of the time. I I dig it. Breaking news, you hairy bearded fucks. Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. So now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code EAE for 20% off and free shipping. 
As you can tell just by looking at me, I'm a man with a beard. I'm a man who has a beard, who trims his beard daily. I put a lot of time and energy into shaping and maintaining my beard. All right. And the reason I'm able to do it so efficiently is because the Manscapes, beautiful, wonderful, and handy products. Listen, dudes, it's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with a beard hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, uh, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons that's right face grooming doesn't need to be hard to get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard that is wildly convenient plus it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink the titanium coated t-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time now, come on, you got more to need than that. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First is the beard shampoo and conditioner because all oh, your hair is different, all right? Your beard hair is more coarse, it's easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reducing grown hairs, and replace natural oils and promote beard health. Listen, motherfuckers, maybe I can't grow a beard, okay? But I still get the damn ingrown hairs on my neck, okay? If you want to avoid that embarrassing, disgusting mess, then fuck what's in Manscaped, all right? Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to make you look extra fine. Good God almighty. <laughs> Cap off the kit with the beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code EAE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code EAE. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Get your fucking face right, fellas, all right? Okay, let's get back into it. Well, what you got next? Next up, uh, I was going to look it up, but I don't have to look it up. Uh, it's the New York Dolls self-titled. I knew it. Oh, by the way, the Beastie Boys was episode 34 if you want to check out the full thing. New York uh, Dolls. New York Dolls self-titled. Um, episode 74. I kind of get it. There, You had like the Stooges, but there really wasn't punk. Punk wasn't a thing yet. The Stooges was the closest thing at that point, unless you count Death, who... I mean, it doesn't count because no, no one, yeah, no one knew about no one gave them a chance. Um, so I kind of get it, but I think the genre and everyone has like outgrown, like outgrown that album yeah. to where like, like the like if you want glam rock stuff, it's like Bowie and T Rex do it better. Like, do you know the like pop punk thing? Like the Ramones do it better and i know they weren't around then so i i get that but everyone took the template of new york dolls and, and ran with it into much better, better directions yes yeah. and that's my issue with this album is everyone has done it better and it it truly feels like a relic to me it definitely is and i this is one that i definitely i, I agree with it was almost on my list but I, I i didn't at the last second i went for all the low-hanging fruit this one i don't like New York Dolls. It was one of my biggest letdowns because it's a band that I I always wanted to check out. Everything I love is influenced by it. It's such a historically important thing. Mm -hmm. Cool band. I like Johnny Thunder's solo stuff. I, there's no reason I wouldn't like this. And it was just boring rock and roll. Um, 
It did give us the pronunciation of Vietnamese. Vietnamese baby. So I'm, ne- I'm thankful for that. I will never forget that song ever I in the world. About that pronunciation all the fucking pronunciation. Time. Oh, sorry. And now <laughs> I'm a little Vietnamese baby over here. Yeah, now I'm off. Yeah. Um, so outside of that funny thing, it's just uh, I don't want. I don't I don't like it. It's bored. Even for like generic 4-4 rock and roll, it's fucking boring. It is very fairly underwhelming. And of course, if this is one that people really and, and another another album that retroactively just perfect mm-hmm. you know, five stars, ten stars, or ten ten out of ten across all, the, yeah. all the lists. You've <laughs> yeah. If, if you're a music nerd, you've seen the album cover. And it and really like so that was episode 74. Episode 73 was the germs. Mm-hmm. Go for the germs and, and tell me it's not way better, even though Darby Crash was <laughs> literally unconscious on the microphone. And that's that's an example of where I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite where I'm like, B-Fart's too sloppy. And I'm like, this isn't sloppy B-Fart enough. B-Fart was tight. It was just a bunch of people playing the wrong sure. things. <laughs> but like the germs, that's like that good seedy kind of sloppy level of, of punk rock i can get behind yeah and of course I, those are two very different bands of course and germs came out way later but like it's not that different of a stretch like new york dolls is definitely more rock and roll than it is punk because mm-hmm. punk didn't really exist yet and i of course they were important but god damn like a lot of things that were influential can hold up like like craft work like craft work in a weird way yeah craft well yeah like you compare like craft work to like what edm is now and it's like it looks so simple compared to these like cacophony of edm noise it's a very different thing but it's still yeah it stands on its own uh if you like rock and roll i'm sure you'll love it just fine but i really i i mean i'm, I'm already partial to not liking rock and roll mm-hmm. so i was basically destined to not like New York I, Dolls. I just defended Rick Rubin's brand of hip hop rock and roll. So, oh man, again, like I'm kind of the target audience for something like that, and it just, yeah, just didn't underwhelming stinks. <laughs> no uh, good. It's fine. I don't like. I don't. I'm never going to go back to it. That's for damn sure. Same. Uh, my, Although I. I went back to two albums on this. I was going to listen to all five of my yeah. picks. Oh, really? I did two and I was like, no. I didn't need to. <laughs> there <laughs> I was, you go. wasn't about to. There uh, you go. My number four, fourth most overrated album that we've covered. And it's an album that I quite like mm-hmm. that we've just covered. Marquee Moon by Television. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I That's gave it. so fresh in my head. Uh, be- I, mean, I gave him. I gave it best personal. Favorite. Obviously, it's their best album. It's a great album. It's it a very great good sound album. writing. Sounds sounds bad though, right? Nope. It's it's that mixed poorly. I don't. Well, the mixing is. It's just like it could have been mixed better. And like we talked about on the episode, they they had the guy who engineered for Led Zeppelin or like his assistant rather, uh, and they had John Bonham's drum sound, and Verlaine was like. Let's make it sound weak and tiny. I want it to sound as shitty as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I listen to all kinds of shitty production. I, I, and it sounds like any other kind of punk album from that era, even though they're technically not really punk. Uh, I don't I don't mind it. It's the fact that it is considered this masterpiece when really half of the album is average. Half of it is incredible. The big songs, the big epic songs 
obviously the title track, fucking Torn Curtain. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. The songs in between, fucking Snoozeville, dude. The, the, what's that fucking Stand By Me song? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a noob here, but uh, and it was only a few weeks ago, but... Uh... Being being a newbie to Marky Moon, I you know I thought it delivered. Although I felt your uh, your criticisms of the album were fair. The song "Prove It" is a one that's just like this is just a boring "Stand By Me" knockoff, and it's it, again, it's none of the songs are bad. It's just like you can't. This is not a masterpiece. This is not perfect. This mm. is, I mean, across the board, both retro retrospectively and at the time it came out, pretty much perfect scores across the board mm-hmm. it's a good album how the hell like there's <laughs> what <laughs> D- dude the, i mean jesus christ the, the opener cena weevil is one of the weakest openers i just yeah uh, to me i don't i think the good outweighs <clears throat> whatever no it does it's a yeah, good yeah. album the, the good outweigh it's not a, even close to a bad album but to call it a masterpiece perfect one of the greatest albums ever i just it's insane to me it's that's it's just so overrated i just like what do you like i know we live in the year 2022 and i just threw the new york dolls under the bus for yes. sounding like crap in 22 but like what do you compare this to in like 1977 i always just end up going to more punk like i end up going to wire for some reason even though wire sounds nothing like this yeah but that's and i made the comparison on on the television episode that was what episode was that by the way um i already, I already forgot oh, that was episode 154 um it, that when i hear it, an album like pink flag where it's just beginning to end consistent and there's nothing, there's nothing even, there's not even any real dips in that album. Mm-hmm. It's just high level beginning to end and it's over quickly. Yeah. And it has all the praise that it should. It's a very well-regarded album, but th- then you get this, which is like the same era. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same type. Of, it's still punk, but it's not the same kind of punk. Um, it's a different type of band. Of course, you know, television has really long songs. Wire has very not long songs but the pacing issues with it it just you're what i what i felt and i still feel is that you're just waiting for the big songs you're waiting for the big epic songs because those are obviously great but in between you get these flyover state songs and it's just like yeah it's fine but like i'm not going to remember friction like or, or guiding light at all i mean guiding light i think actually stinks but for the most part it's like it's yeah it's cool but there are there are there are perfect albums out there. This ain't it, baby. Not for me. Mm. I can't say, uh, you know, maybe one day I'll I'll feel that way about the this album, but not not today. Not today. Anyway, what you got? <sighs> you know, now we're now I'm like in it a little bit. Pissing on people's uh, secret cows a little bit. I I mean, start off hot and uh <sighs> You know, if I'm being honest with myself, I want to I want to give these guys number one. But honestly, I, you know, Simon and Garfunkel's bookends. <laughs> I look. It's album does stink. I will give you that. It's one of my. You gave it best. You jackass. Did, yeah. That album sucks. <laughs> and that's why it's fucking overrated. Even in my. <laughs> Episode eight. It's one of our most beloved episodes before we had video, though. Audio only. They have some 
very much like you were talking about, they have some big songs yeah. on bookends. But yeah, there's so much garbage on there. Like the my favorite thing about bookends is that the Bengals covered Hazy Shade of Winter. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Your favorite thing is that a different band covered one of the songs. That's my favorite thing about the album. And yeah, it's just one of the most annoying tracks at the zoo. I, I fucking hate it. I hate how uh, they have these like... I, don't, I actually like that song. <laughs> man, this is one of the ones I like re-listen to and I like genuinely hate the potential a song like save the children is it save the children oh uh, there was some pretty oh, save the life of my child is yeah. like it's like distorted and funky and then they just go into the simon and garfunkel garbage <laughs> they are who they are they are who they are I mean, you so that was like your least favorite episode that we've covered like i, I mean it's it's aged well it's an entertaining episode yeah but in term uh, yeah it's up there yeah it's it's one of my most like hated overrated bands so um yeah i you know i wanted to give them number one but yeah. i think i hate the other two albums <laughs> more i guess america's okay I do prefer the yes cover of it. The yes also. cover's <laughs> insane. Uh, I, I I I like Simon and Garfunkel. I I I mean, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I think is a phenomenal record, and uh, obviously the, what I gave best personal favorite to. But uh, I didn't even mind the stuff that you absolutely and you and rightfully so the world hated like their first album with oh, the morning dude. 3 a.m. was just these fucking ned flanders sing-along christian songs so i'm like it's kind of cute but that that <laughs> album's not beloved the way no this one it is. is not beloved and and i will i will it i think retroactively that i've like stewed with this that like bridge probably is the it is, yeah, 100%. It's yeah. No question. That is it. It's a fantastic album. Sure, there's stolen shit on it because Paul Simon's a fuckhead. But the, the writing is more diverse. Way more diverse. Um, yeah, just just the only really great album they have. And I did like, um, uh, what's the stupid fucking name of it? Parsley Sage, Rosemary and Time. Oh, man. I yeah, like that one as well. I, I like their cover of Scarborough Affair, even though I don't even really like oh, that song to be with. killer music. Damn right. Uh, but overall... It's a band that I that two guys. How long? It's supposed to be calling them a band. Uh, I don't. I don't mind them. Uh, I but I. I definitely. I think bookends. I gave worst. I'm pretty sure I gave yeah bookends worst. I. That, I always I, hated that album. I mean, that's the one that makes the list though. Well, For that some one reason, and yeah. Bridge Over. Those yeah. are like the two big ones. I don't know how like. I don't know how bookends. Like, I mean, aside from the 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 you know, America, they got, they got the fucking hits on this one again. Another thing, we're like, yeah, you overlook the shit in between because it has a couple great songs. It has fucking Mrs. Robinson on it. That's eh, fun song. I <laughs> <laughs> Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Um, Not a bad pick, though. So yeah, um, you you would think for how livid i was but now i'm i'm used to hearing garbage and uh number three number three uh well my number three is uh and part, part of me wants to put this higher but i know 
Considering my, my final two picks, it, it can't. That's kind of funny how we had yeah. similar feelings about three. It literally, it would be higher, but it cannot. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is up against juggernauts for the top two. <laughs> and this, this album is In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. Mike, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that, that's, one of your, that's one of yours. That's my number one. That's your number one. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is my number one most offensive, most overrated. That is the one you gave best, but you gave le- best least favorite to, right? Yeah. 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 I gave it just straight least favorite because I actually do think they have a worse album than that. But uh, it, it, I mean, to me, it is the, the most overrated album ever. It's one of, obvious, obviously, it's in the, it's in the it's in the running for sure. Episode forty three. Yeah, we talk all about it. Uh, my God, that album. I uh, I li- I really genuinely like on Avery Island. Um, New Jersey Michael Tell's first album. I genuinely like that album. And then this one is the most infuriating, cringy, pretentious, annoying, whiny, fucking folk rock albums out there. The way people talk about this album like it is this like alt rock masterpiece that it's whimsical that it's melancholy that it does all these things when really i think it's juvenile as fuck and not in an in an endearing way and like i think it helped usher in some like truly awful sounding albums i fucking can't stand like this purposefully like lo-fi rock and roll it's Mm -hmm. like one of my least favorite rock and roll genres it's so it's a frustrating album to me because from from the onset like i will admit it has like i don't i don't hate it as much as a lot of albums um because it has moments that are genuinely pretty that i think oh that's actually it lets a nice melody there and it's oh this is a moving passage there but from the onset, you hit play and you just feel how seriously this guy is taking this album. And it's, I, I still stand by my opinion that if an adult person told you, like, it sounds very child, like, I wish I could go back in time and save Anne Frank. Like, that's what you're doing with your time machine. Are you, where's your guardian? You just you learned about this recently. It, it feels like a, yeah, a high school project. I mean, it definitely feels lyrically or, or thematically, it feels like a high school project. And uh, you know, the the and, and also the fans of, of Nietzsche Mokotel are pretty insufferable, and they're like really <laughs> diehard. And and there's a lot. Okay, I don't I don't like folk rock in general, or like really dramatic emotional folk stuff. I know it really resonates with a lot of people. It's fine. It's not for me. And I. It it makes me itch in a way that I it's hard to pinpoint. It's just like it just gives me a resounding ugh. Like ugh, you're just you're just take a step out of yourself for a second and look how fucking blowhardy this is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, and again, I would forgive all of that if I enjoyed the music at all. But it's just whiny. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff for sure. Definitely. Lots of semen on this album. Lots of seemly. That's a seemly. That's a oh uh, comely. Oh comely. That's a semen. <laughs> oh comely. And that's my next point. You put a song like Oh Comely, largely about semen, weirdly. That's uh-huh. eight <laughs> fucking minutes. I mean, eight minutes of we're not, we're not we're not shy around lengthy songs. Last episode we did was God, and they have eighteen minute songs that we enjoyed. Length, 
I have no problem with length, baby. Mm-hmm. It's what are you doing with the length? Not are much. you playing the same fucking riff and then ranting over it for eight straight minutes? I'm not. I'm. I'm. Uh, and especially if it's all fucking annoying. God damn, I hate it. <laughs> this this is the the audio version of like the worst. Like I'm. That's a, this is a different podcast. Whatever you think the worst Wes Anderson movie is to you, that's what this. Wes Anderson has some good stuff. I like Wes Anderson. His worst stuff, though, grinds my gears. I get what you're saying. It's the Wes Anderson style is admittedly a really blowhardy, annoying style. But you can you can do it well. Not only can you do it well, I think he has some of the most beautiful movies. Like in terms of the way it's shot, every frame of this guy's movies is a piece of art. Gorgeous looking movies. But you take away you take away all that and it's, you look at like the, the quirkiness and you take away all the, the, the actual artistic value it's, of it. It's fucking annoying. It's annoying quirkiness. And even that, though I do like his movies. That's what this you know what? Yeah. This, just, this album is like a bad Wes Anderson movie. It's this really, is the French dispatch of albums. Come at me, bro. <laughs> They, they will. I mean, we're shitting on a bunch of fuck that movie. iconic albums. Fuck this album. It is. I jumped the gun because my it's Mike's three, but it's my number one yeah. with a bullet. Like it's not even, not even close. How much <laughs> this album upsets me. It, yeah. And another. So we're just talking about how much we hate the album. Sure, I hate it, and, it, and it's annoying for all these reasons. But. It has inspired a whole genre that we happen to not like. That's fine. You can have your genre. You can find this to be important to that thing. Just because we doesn't like we don't like it doesn't mean shit. The reason why this is on my list as being overrated is because on Avery Island exists. Mm. It is a it is better done. It's a more cohesive uh, album that feels more like a concept album. Um, the way they integrate, like the way he uses motifs is way more tastefully done on the album. The songs are just hookier uh, and more diverse. They're way less whiny and they don't drag on. It's a better album top to bottom. And no one gives a fuck about that album. It's all this one. Mike has a more fair take. I'm coming from pure emotion. Pure, pure rage. Pure, pure, pure rage. <laughs> pure hate. I didn't, I didn't even, I like when we knew we were going to record this, I knew um I knew immediately this was number one uh-huh. and I didn't have to really think about it. Um so uh that's funny because my my number one and my number two, they are not right now they're it's that order, but they can yeah. be swapped out any day. That's yeah. how they are neck and neck. Yeah. But this is my number three and uh, Alex is number one. Yes. But what is your number two? Number two? Is reserved for uh, I won't. Sorry, I get his albums mixed up. Is reserved for Elliot Smith. I had a feeling. Either or. <laughs> that's that's when I gave best. <laughs> I think it's a great album. I I don't like it. I don't really care for his albums. Not nearly as annoying as Neutral Milk Hotel. No, obviously. episode forty-eight, by the way. But goddamn, this is a beloved album that this doesn't do anything for me oh Um, man oh i think it's i think it's pretty good i think it's a good album i put it on to try to be like maybe i'm wrong Mm -hmm. and i could have had anything on 
just the, just snoozeville just asleep just snoozeville it's fucking if this if this shit wasn't on goodwill hunting no one no one would give it not shit. true not true it is I a know, good album it is, it is a good album uh and i quite like it and the, re- the reason i like it more is because of we did that episode because mm-hmm. his first album roman candle is legit great it is a legit great album with incredibly written songs it was both of our personal favorites uh and it, the only problem with it is, is it's just really rough. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, I think they just put out, he recorded it by himself and they just put it out when those songs deserved a, a proper recording, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they have other problems, but it was a great album. So either or is that same kind of style of writing, but now he has more budget. There's more instruments. There is a, like, even though there's a, there's a lot of full, the full band on most of it. it. It's not utilized like traditionally. There's like still a lot of, like the drums feel weirdly minimal, and some songs just don't have like a a bass section. And it's just it feels more, um, alty. Uh, and I, I don't mean that like alternative. I mean just mean like unusual for this kind of acoustic, mm-hmm. lo-fi thing. It just felt unique for that. <clears throat> I don't like folk music. I don't like lo-fi. You put them together. You're going to end up number one and two on my list. Actually, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up Elliot Smith because uh, I, it's my biggest regret of the show. Possibly we never talked about his death on the, on the episode. Damn, that is the, wait, arguably the most interesting thing about the guy is how he died. We were, we were growing we, still. Uh, and it was, it was also during our, our, uh, or Skype, Skype days. Yes. Um, Which so hazy was, for any, anyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he dies by stabbing and no one knows how or why or what, or maybe he did it. Maybe it was his girl. I thought we did. No, no, no. no cause, okay. Cause I remember, um, I was think I was, I was on a stream months and months, maybe even a year later. And someone, someone brought up how he, you out. someone brought up how he died. I was like, huh? I was like, what the fuck? He got stabbed. And then I was like, I don't think we talked about that. <laughs> I would have remembered him getting stabbed. Whoops. Uh, but yeah, this, I, I do. Yeah. This was, you didn't have a good time with this episode. No, no. <laughs> like if I had done it earlier, I may have had like the passion and the, the, the fire that I came at Simon and Garfunkel with, yeah. but, uh, being locked inside and listening to this. It is pretty Oof. depressing music too. Uh, I, it's at least the first handful of his albums, like the first three. And this is the third. But you know, give me give me a Nick Drake or a Jeff Buckley instead. And Nick Drake is far more depressing than Jeff Buckley, even though both are tragic, tragic stories. I finally got around to watching because uh, I purchased it because it was so cheap and I didn't watch it to, to have some levity in this. Um the live in Chicago DVD that he has fucking. Oh, and I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen parts of it. Phenomenal oh, dude. The, the, so good. The fact that he was that good live is it almost I couldn't, enraging. I couldn't, I couldn't believe. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's yeah. insane. How good he is. Check out that episode. What that episode was fucking Jeff Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was episode 72. But yeah, Jeff Buckley and Nick Drake is forms of, uh, I even I feel like I'm stretching with Buckley calling him folk music, but yeah, he's I mean, more like tortured. Or, it was just it was like alt, alt rock singer songwriter type deal. It yeah. felt more alt rock than even singer songwriter, just because he had such a big band with him and it was it was so dynamic. But uh, and then episode thirty five was Nick Drake, which is another 
really, really fun one. Uh, yeah, it's Smith. Another, it's just every girl in high school. This was their favorite guy. Um, also, he has. I don't remember if it was released posthumously. Oh, or, was it? Um, what the hell was it called? He took a picture at uh, I think it's off a of sunset, and uh, it's like famous. I don't think it's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, figure eight. He took that oh, photo yeah, in that front way. of this building in near Hollywood. And um, yeah, it's like everyone calls it the Elliott Smith building, but that's not even like the elbow. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> People uh, really talk about no, it. No, no. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't even I barely remember that album. Um, I think his last two albums were posthumous, but there you go. Uh, yeah, I think I liked him. Yeah. EXO was rough. That was like the first step into Genericsville. And then figure eight was better but not by much i was like it's either or or it's exo exo i think is a uh, is a no question worse album no no either or is the like the more like acclaimed one for sure for sure uh so that's why it gets overrated over exo well it's a fine pick i don't agree with it but it's a fine pick i do think it's highly it's i don't know if it's Maybe no, I do think it is overrated. I don't think it's wildly overrated. I just mm-hmm. think it is a bit overrated. You you're, know, I, you're I do fine. Like, yeah, you're fine. I do like the the album, uh, but now I got two left. Number two and number one can be interchanged, but number two, bring on the hate, folks! I come at me. Don't give a fuck. The Velvet Underground and Nico, <laughs> fuck the Velvet Underground. <laughs> And their stupid, dirty, beatnik asses. Is it, I'm is, so tired of the Velvet Underground. Is it weird that I like that album, but I'm like, I'm not going to defend it. So it's another thing where it's a fine album. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a terrible album at all. It's one of their better albums. I don't think it's the best album. I like, I like self-titled quite a bit. And there um, you go. But uh, the way people gush about this thing, it's insane. I mean, this Again, is consi- it, it will be on every every list ever. This is considered one of the greatest albums of all time, all, all time even, and yeah. and it's just so insane to me. And this is an album that I was exposed to at an early age, never in its like full form. Mm-hmm. Um, full episode of Velvet Underground is episode seventeen, by just the way. Bits and pieces, bits and pieces. Obviously, you hear Venus and Furs, and it's like, okay, this is fucking amazing. Show me more. And then you hear like, you know, heroin. Like, oh, and waiting for the man. It's not that. It's kind of silly, but it's not bad. But as a whole, it's just a bunch of kind of average songs played by non musicians. And Lou Reed is a great writer. He's a fantastic writer. Uh, Never loved his voice. I don't, I don't hate his voice, but I, I mean, I'm not a big Lou Reed guy. I I just don't fucking get it. Like, I, there's other stuff of them that I do like. I don't think yeah. I still think the band as a whole is overrated. But the stuff that I that I hear from them, like this, is actually fucking solid. I get it. This I just just Ultimate's parties is beloved. Yeah. So boring. So I, goddamn boring. I like it. It's it's just. Black Angel's death song, I like it too. Oh, I, I can't stand it. And it's it's not even that bad. It's just average songs performed by people who can't play. And I'm of course I'm excluding all the lyrics and all this because the good writers overall. Shout out to my boy John Kale. Fucking don't care for John Kale so much. I don't 
If I don't see love John his Camp. name on an album, I'm like, let me listen to that. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't even have that good of, a, of an argument because uh, this is like our... Uh, we, I think we've gotten the most shit from, for that episode than almost any other. It's like that one in, in Cocteau Twins. Which uh, is weird because I feel like we came out fans. I like Cocteau Twins. I, enjoy- I, th- I think that's a misunderstood <laughs> uh, episode. Was it um, uh, Liz um, Frazier? Yes, she she is up there with my one of my favorite singers of all time there because of that know, episode. Good. And people still like not good enough. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just like, all right. Well, I do. OK, then. Cool. That's crazy. That's one of my like, man, I would never like I maybe would have got around to it. But like, man, that's like one of those instances where I'm like, man, I'm I'm happy we do this podcast. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the good. I, I still felt that some of the stuff was was a little overrated. I, I mean, it's not a, as much as this one, though. It's a big discography. We, it was big. We yeah. tackled the EPs. So. Yeah, um, I, I I dated a girl who was a huge Cocteau Twins fan, and she saw that I had that episode, and I was like, oh well, I guess it's over. Yeah. She listened to it. She's like, I thought we were gonna have a problem, but you you you, you redeemed it in the episode. I'm like, oh, nice. Okay. okay. She got it. Yeah, well, she she's fucking it. dead to me now. Well, she's not dead to me. She's just somewhere else. <laughs> um, good for her. But this episode, uh, Velvet Underground and I'm back since this album, it's like, it's one of the ones that I, I fully expected to be to be a, a fan of, because uh, like I said, I was exposed to it, a little bit of it as a, as a youngin, and I went to it as a young adult, and I was like, this is a... Kind of boring and not very consistent, and it has a few a few good songs, but overall, like what what's the big fucking whoop? Mm-hmm. Sat on it for some years, just like maybe I was in a funk, maybe I was in a phase, maybe I was just not receptive, even though I felt like I was in the mood for some Velvet Underground at the time. Go back to it years later with the podcast. Nope, nope. This is your Trout Mask replica. This is the world overcorrecting. I'm pretty sure this was like shunned when it came out. Everyone just called. Yeah, but no, definitely with time, it's become. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine, and I will never give it more than that. It's fine. (laughs) God damn, I'll I'll listen to it again. I don't have. I don't even have a huge problem with it. It's not offensive music to you. But fuck you if you call this a masterpiece. <laughs> All right, I guess I have to go twice in a row. Yeah, because Nutrimilk Hotel was your number one. Yep. And again, this can also be number two or number one. Today it's number one. You ready? I'm ready. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going to die. I'm going to from this episode. Someone's gonna hunt me down. I mean, probably both of us, right? I think me more. Not me, only you be, more. Not not only because of this one, but because I'm number one. I went after. Well, oh yeah, yeah. We got neutral milk hotel fans, and I don't know what Elliot Smith fans are like. They're probably crying somewhere. It's it's fine. <laughs> Number one, and reason why I'm nervous, straight out of Compton. Oh, okay. Now, I find that I probably I think right now the most overrated album of all time. Damn! Holy shit! I. Love this era of hip hop. Yeah. I love this style of hip hop. I love the brutality. I love the the intensity, the anger. It's my favorite fucking kind of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And this album is boring as shit. Aside from a few a few bangers, I enjoy the album. Um, it's pretty. It's chock full of songs, though. It if, is insanely it, long, despite living in LA most of my life minus four years um I the west coast hip-hop is a is a hard sell for me 
I've always enjoyed the East Coast stuff more. Not that it's like a thing anymore. Yeah, not 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 so much after the after the the big hitters are uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So like, yeah. I think I think this is a like I think it's a great album, especially because things on the West Coast are so like dire. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hit the way other things do of the era. The reason I've feel it's so worried by the way episode 13 was before we had it was the it was our last audio only episode oh shit there we go uh i find this one to be so overrated because the same reason most of my picks are people remember it for a thing mm-hmm. not not for what it was the they remember it, of it they remember it for xyz they remember it for the impact that it made they remember it because of the title track mm-hmm. or, or fuck the police they they remember because of the movie that like got made. It. They remember because of the all the careers of all the members. They don't remember it for the album that it is. Mm. The album that it is has songs like "Dope Man." <laughs> I like. Well, no, what was it quite on the set? Oh yeah, was it quite, the, the fucking. It's not a good hilarious, It's not a good close. Hilarious, silly, stupid, bright keyboards all over it. Like, that's kind of like. Dr. Dre's thing. Fucking goofy and it stinks. Yeah. It's hilarious. And way too long of an album. Like it just drags. The, the pacing is way off. And, and of course, the title track is amazing. Of course, Fuck the Police is amazing. Those are, that's the, the hard, heavy stuff. That's not really what the album is. There's a whole bunch of weird, boring, strange, keyboardy shit in here that that's kind of doesn't hold up. You know what's funny is like, I do think Dr. Dre's an overrated producer. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the chronics, I'm a big fan of the two, the first two chronics. Um, but there was a lot of guests on those and I think those are great albums. They're, that's, he's always got a lot of, lot of guests. I think he's, I think he's better producer than he is. a. Oh, MC. for sure. Yeah. He rhymed creeping with creeping two other times. Yeah. He kind of stinks. Honestly, <laughs> he's not that great, but those albums are fucking awesome. I absolutely, I mean, especially uh, 2001. That was like my, my, one of my earliest hip hop albums that actually like made me like, Hey, maybe I do like this hip hop. I thing. think this is better than the, and I'm going to get shit. Oh, I think this is better than the chronic. That is where we disagree. Yeah. I think chronic is so much better than it. Like by miles, miles, damn a uh, hundred miles and running. Some would say, Oh, a shitty what? EP. That's, that was the worst of all the records. This was the, obviously the best, but yeah. And it's also another thing that because it was, people don't really count, um, the, the, the last two records because ice cube was gone. Oh, they, was he gone on hundred miles and running? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's recorded. Was that recorded in, I think they got a few ice cube disses in on that song. Is that where they started? Was it, that's when they were calling a Benedict Arnold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fucking dorks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great MC, Dr. Dre. Uh, so yeah, obviously this is the best one, but it's like, it's the impact that it, it had culturally. It was like the, the first, album to be super super brutal on the cops you uh, you had axel rose wearing like nwa thing which like you didn't really see like the rock and world rock and roll and rap world kind of yeah n- not until like not until or not since aerosmith and run dmc and well yeah that was that was kind of like a one-off and, yeah. yeah but uh you mean you mean like culturally though yes yeah, yeah. yes uh so it has all this this impact behind it 
Not to mention, it's just the one album before the, the band implodes and Ice Cube leaves and they all hate each other. So there's this drama behind it. It's culturally significant. It has some fucking bangers on it. So it has all the ingredients to be like, well, one of the greatest albums ever. Until you listen to the album. It's not that great. <laughs> this is purely based on the music. Like, I get why things have uh, historical uh, significance and why albums become legendary. But that is precisely why it's overrated. Because after all these years, the songs really don't hold up that much. Mm-mm-mm. That is that is how I came into this. I don't think it's a bad album. I just think it is overrated. There you go. But the next one has to be the most underrated because we have to bring some love. Yes. Although my understanding of YouTube algorithms, um, watch this wrestling channel, Wrestling With Regret. And he always tries to balance it out. If he comes out with the worst list he comes out with the best of lists and he's like i don't he's like of course the worst list got way more views and that's all anyone wants to talk about but like the best of is literally right there for you guys people don't people like conflict they like fighting they love fighting on the internet why is it you guys like fighting so much are you that what's wrong man not fighting is also good. Uh, so thank you so much for listening and watching and uh, hanging out. And I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts. Go ahead and leave those down below and we'll get right back to you, especially if you use bad words. We love reading those and we love interacting get, with those people because they usually get filtered out. though, right? Yeah, there's also it also 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 uh, my favorite commenters are the ones that have a lot to say. And you could tell from the first word that. Oh, I'm just not going to read the rest of it. <laughs> like, oh, this. All right. You suck. I'm not going to. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you took the time, though, but I'm good. All right. So thanks so much for listening and watching. Uh, you know, talk shit if you want. Like the video if you like it. Subscribe if you want to hang out longer. Check out what all one of the many episodes of albums that we've covered. There's plenty and plenty more uh, everywhere. Uh, no playlist for this episode because it's not very positive one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just just check out the episodes if you want if you want to do that. You can follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Be sure to check out our history guy Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as his Substack, TomOsmond.substack.com, and his album. So much for all, all in a day's work. And you can find links to all those in the description. My EP, which you're free to shit on as much as you'd like because we all have opinions and opinions are fine. Uh, they, they're useless across the board. Pounder Monkey, link to that in the description. Uh, and patreon.com slash every album ever. There we got uh, bonus episodes. Uh, you know, you support us. We need the support. All right. We're, we're growing boys who are also happen to be grown men. Bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get discounts on on off merch. You get to vote on polls, decide who we're covering next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our community, um, and suggest episodes like this, the EAE singles episodes where we can talk about whatever the hell we want. We pick all of those out from Discord. And if you're tier two, then you, you can suggest a full discography for us to cover in a big, giant, long numbered episode. Uh, so go there, do that. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, I guess no song. No song. Um, I guess you, we could just like play send in the clowns or something. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> but we'll be back. We, we could play the, the the Stanford and Son theme song. Oh, this, what else are we gonna play? <laughs> I'm not putting the Stanford and Son. <laughs> I'm putting my goddamn foot down. <laughs> All right. But 
Next week, we'll be back with a big, fat, long episode with a band that people probably actually want to hear. Long overdue. Long overdue. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.